Welcome to My Runner's Mind, where we run with gratitude towards a life of happiness and gratefulness. I'm your host, Stina Turgeon, and I believe that as runners, we're uniquely positioned to choose gratitude over negativity. Running itself is so badass, and each run offers multiple opportunities to turn a potentially negative thought or feeling into a positive one. Tune in as I'll share behind the scenes of what goes into my 12-week program, My Runner's Mind, which is mindset and spiritual coaching for women runners who know that they're ready to shift away from the shoulds and ought tos in their running routine and replace them with want and desire to live a happier and more balanced life. Are you ready? Let's go! Hi friends, runners. Maybe you're dreaming about becoming a runner. Maybe you ask yourself if you're really a runner. Either way, welcome to episode 91. Today's part two of my interview with Emily Faith. If you haven't listened to part one of the interview, episode 90, please make sure to go back and listen to it first. It'll make more sense that way. And again, I want to leave a disclaimer. Because I've recognized this for myself, that no running journey is better than another, I don't want you to feel, after listening to this episode, like you have to go out and set a more ambitious goal for yourself. That's not my intention. Emily's goals are not for everybody, and that's okay. I say this because my younger self, or a former version of myself, would have started the comparison game, and I don't want you to get trapped in that. If her journey serves to inspire you, that's wonderful. But don't use it to make yourself feel less accomplished. All right, it was important for me to get this out there. As always, thank you, thank you, listener, for your support. It means a lot to me that you tune in to my weekly shows. Please leave a review. Let me know what makes you tune in week after week. All right, runner friend, enjoy the interview with Emily Faith. That was one of the things I was actually hoping to also touch base with you yeah. on in this podcast, because I know your very ambitious weekly running goal, and you also have a family yeah. and a job. And I remember myself yeah. from training for just, and this is air quotes, just a full marathon, the juggle juggling act that it kind of was, it kind of became, and I remember you also commenting on, on one of my, my posts about it, it became one of these a little surreal experiences of all of a sudden, you know, you kind of wake up right in the more bright and early, you have to make yourself a protein shake for later in the day so that when you come back from a training run, mm -hmm. and everything really had to be very scheduled and time because when you have training runs of like 20 miles or 22 miles right before the actual race, and some of yours will be even longer. And you still have a family that you'd like to be able to sit and eat breakfast with or whatever, right? It becomes a little bit of like, hmm, okay. <laughs> right. This is looking very different in, in one's life all of a sudden, right? Yes. So, when yeah, I do, how do you, do you get up at 3 a.m.? Uh, well, <laughs> no, I'm not a morning person. So no, I don't get up at 3 a.m. I barely get up at 7 a.m. So for the marathon and the 50 training, I was very committed. Like I'm going to get up, I'm going to get that run in. Like I took pretty much my family knew, like I was training, like, right. But towards the end of it, I remember talking to my son and my husband in the kitchen and talking about how I felt like we really weren't doing it. Like we haven't done anything. I'm like, we haven't done anything. And my son's like, because all you do is run mom. Like mm -hmm. we can't do anything. 
you're always running. Right. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're, you're right. Running. I am. I, I am always running because I'm right. running, I'm driving to Toledo an hour away to run a training run for three hours. And then I've got, you know, I hang out and I chat and then I eat and then I drive home an hour. So my Saturday's gone because I'm off training. And I thought, you know, I don't want to give up these runs, but I've got to be, I've got to find a better balance for my family. So I think that's added to it being a little bit more difficult to fit in. Like my job is what it is where I'm home, where I can literally hop off the treadmill and 30 seconds later be at my desk for work. Or, you know, I have an hour lunch break. So that means I can get six miles in around my block on my lunch break. If it wasn't for that, there's no way I could find a true balance to safely train and do 50 miles, 60 miles and, and more than I'm going to do. But I've really tried to look at a, I have, I have a calendar that's an actual whole year calendar. And I started plugging in like the big weekends of different family things and stuff, plugging them in first so that I can look at a calendar and go, okay, on this day, my nephew has first communion and I need to be there. So I can't be this can't be a big weekend of running because sure. I need to be there for that. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I've changed the focus instead of like last year it was, well, no, I can't do that because I have a training run that day. Mm-hmm. Now it's okay. I'm building that training run around, around my life, around yeah. my well, EMS. You're using training. your experience from going in Helter Skelter, not knowing how <laughs> all consuming running can be when you yes. have a big running goal, right. To now, yes. you know, you want balance in your priorities. And I I will admit one of the reasons that I have not set another big running goal for myself is that how consuming it is. It really does. Now I I want to, I want to ask you a little bit of a provoking question. Who would you be without the running goals? Not without running, because that's not what we're all about, but I'm always intrigued when you know, one of my things, and you probably know this from some of my posts, but when we see people often signing up for new races, new races, new races, for instance, I always wonder what, what is the cause of that? Is it because we now can't see ourselves without this goal, because we need to become this person who achieves these goals? Or, I mean, because you can be a runner, you can run 50 miles a week without having you know, a race necessarily. But I also know for some people that can be tough because then all of a sudden there isn't that same impetus in the morning to run their their training run because, well, you know, at the, you know, end of the month, I, I don't have a race that I need to be ready right. for, for instance. So I just want to ask you, who would you be without the running goals? I would struggle. I definitely, the running goals does sort of keep me, in check in the sense of just like okay like before with I never like I said I never missed a mile I, I never missed a mile like and I can relate to that did you have a if you, you, have a if you were running 10 mile I had a coach a virtual coach right. who said this is what your week looks like and yes. I never missed a right. mile but that also meant that I might have missed something else in my family or I wasn't here when I needed to be or I lost sleep. I lost, I, I, I had, you have to lose it somewhere, right? You have to lose. If you're going to do run for four hours, you've got to give up something this time around. 
well, and I think that's what also kind of encouraged me to do a hundred is because it, it's keeping me consistent, but I'm finding that balance without a running goal. I think I would struggle not because I have to have it to push me. It does keep me engaged in the sport, but I really like the social aspect of it. Mm. I love running with other people. Mm. And I live in, I live out in the country. There's, there's nobody else to run with. Right. I mean, I go on like Wednesday nights for our group run for three miles. (laughs) I get three miles with some people. Right. My husband and I. Runners are a special bunch. I agree. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like they're, (laughs) I, it's the only way I get to connect with like-minded people. Like-minded people. Yeah. Yeah. We go, uh, my girlfriend and I go hiking. Like she's a hiker. Mm. I'm a runner but we go and we go and do long hikes together because we just get to talk and we talk about running and we talk about our kids and we talk about our lives and our jobs and what underwear are you wearing? That's not, you know, riding up. And, you. <laughs> hey, I found this food and it works really good. And, sure. you know, we, and we get it like runners get it. Like I can, I can talk about like what, you know, what, chafing cream you're using and nobody thinks anything of it or you know <laughs> hey you found these really cool socks and people get all, like yeah my other friends would look at me like who cares <laughs> <laughs> right. you know so I think yeah. I think the running goals keep me connected to a community that I like being part of it's not like I said it's not about winning it's not right. about a time. I mean, I know my time or I set, I might set some time goals for myself or, you know, like, Hey, I want to see what, or, or do a long run to see where I'm at, but -hmm. it's not about like, I'm not going to go win. I'm not going to win. So it just keeps me engaged with that community. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. I set a goal for myself back in, November, like, okay, I'm going to start running 30 miles a week. And then I decided in the new year that I was ready to bump it up by, you know, just a few miles a week. But yeah. And I think that that can be all it is. If like, that's what, you know. Right. Right. I I mean, I don't currently have a coach or anything, but I agree with you that when you know somebody's actually looking at your stats. You're yeah. a little more like, yeah, I better get out of bed and run. I mean, but I don't miss my runs either. I mean, I don't not run my scheduled runs. I just like you, it's kind of clockwork. I just, I do it. Yeah, I do now I've kind of gotten used to it. So to run <clears throat> six, seven, eight miles a day really isn't a big deal. It's just a matter of when am I going to fit it into my day. Now that I, I do want to add some lifting and some stretching and some mobility, I want to be more mindful about that, getting that. Cause I really do think it's important that we do like cord work as runners mm-hmm. and mobility Absolutely. and stuff to have good balance, right. especially if you're going to be on the trails. And I know I need to incorporate that. So I'm going to start trying to get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> I'm not excited about getting out of bed at six in the morning, but I do know that the days that I do get out of bed in the morning and get my workout in, I feel so much more accomplished. Oh Yeah. Yeah, that it's I, a great it, feeling. It is um, a great feeling. It's like you just accomplished something. And that's really what we got to tap into. The feeling yeah. that we feel afterwards. It'll just make it so yes. much easier to then get out of bed, right? Right. 
I don't I do dread, wanna... I don't dread my run because it's done now. It's it's over, it's done, and now I'm on with my day and my lunch break is wait, time do you dread your runs? Do anything. Well, if I'm sitting around working and I'm like, oh man, I gotta go do that run at lunch. I don't get to go do this, or I get oh, it's like you have to like pick and choose. So if I just get up and well, that's run, become one of my my big things about myself this year. Well, in the last six months, maybe that's because traditionally all my runs have been AM runs, right? Because that way I can kind of ensure that everything happens for me because that way, you know, it doesn't get compromised with staying late at work or something with family happening in the afternoon. So it's always just been I've carved out for the last 10 plus years, any kind of exercise has happened in the morning. Well, then when that not very often, but if it gets thrown off with you know, I forget to set the alarm clock or something else happens. I've had similar experience like you. And so I'm always very curious about the mindset component of it for myself. If I've been like dreading, oh, I didn't get it in. Oh, and then feel that whole build up the entire day. Right. And so that's what I've really been focusing on lately for myself. And again, it's, it's the awareness around it that's helping me to now say, well, okay, so then I run in the afternoon. I'm a PM runner then. And getting to the point where it does become a dread for me, where it's like, yeah, I'm going to, I mean, I'm a runner and I run because I love the run. And by that, mm-hmm. I mean, being in the run rather than checking it off. Cause that was how I always right. exercised. Right. It was always like done finally. Yes. Now I burn this amount of calories. This is me in the past, right? And I don't know if you right. can relate to that. Oh, yeah. Where exercise was really just kind of the the vehicle. The thing we do. <laughs> What's that? The thing we do. <laughs> well, it was a vehicle yeah. for losing weight, right? right? It was to control a body image. And I mean, that's just not inspiring. And it's right. And clearly you don't have that image any longer either because then you're not running 100 miles I bet because that's such a negative enforcer and so this year for me in the last couple of months now I've really been playing around with expanding it into you know if something comes up and changes the routine of my day for when I run that I'm embracing that and not you know having anxiety around it all day or building it up as oh <laughs> Yeah, hasn't been done. I think in the past, I actually was better about that. Like, I actually liked being able to pick and choose the time that I ran. Like, oh, it's sunny outside. I'm going to go run, or and not being held to like a certain time. Mm. But I feel I find that where I'm at with what's on my plate with work and with life, and now the little grandson and things that it becomes more, I don't, almost dreadful in this, like almost dreaded because if I don't schedule it for the morning, then I somehow have to fit it in later. And then it's becomes competing mm-hmm. and I'm struggling with the mental compete of do I run or do I do laundry or do I run or now I got to go pick up my son. So now my run has to get cut short because I don't have enough time. So if I really want to be able to just run freely without having any mental blocks, I want to be able to run without thinking about what's after my run. I want to be able to just run. Mm. 
And if I have to run and fit it into the scheduled time frame in the middle of the afternoon or before I have to pick up the kids or, you know what I mean? Then, then I'm already like, I've bl blocked myself into this time frame of, I need to hurry up and get it done because I need to get on to the next step of being a mom. Whereas if in the morning, I don't have that. I mm -hmm. can just run. Clearly you I need run. to run in the mornings. So I really need to run in the morning <laughs> yes. because otherwise my runs yeah. are not as, they're not as, they're not as meaningful to me. Like I feel like I'm doing it to check the box, to hurry up and get right, it done right. before I move on to the next step of what I need right. to do with my day. Right. This weekend's been glorious in Ohio. It's been sunny. So it was like, you know, I overslept. I did not get my run in before it was, you know, I was going to run for a couple hours before I went off for EMS training. And I overslept. I was still kind of tired from this past race. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to get up and I'm going to sit and read a book for a little bit. I'm not going to go run. It, it's sunny. It's gorgeous. I'm not going to go run right now. I'm going to, I'm going to, because otherwise I'd only get like an hour and I wanted to get two hours. I wanted time on feed. I wanted to stretch it a little bit and see how I felt. And I thought, you know what? I'm just not going to run. So I drank my coffee. I read a book. I went off and did my training and I came back and I told my husband, I said, okay, it's sunny. I'm going to go for a run. Would you like to join me? I'm going to go for, I don't know, a couple hours. And so he actually went around the block with me. It was a nice run. I dropped him off at home and said, okay, I'm going to go back out for a little while. And I did a total of 10 miles at my pace. And, and honestly, it felt so much better than trying to like fit it into a time block. Mm -hmm. Like, so I think that's where I, I need to be is, finding that space where I get to go and run without having to fit it in mm. to where I feel like I'm checking that box. Sure. And I'm sure just with the very ambitious goal you have, I mean, it's par for the course to an extent because you also have a full-time job, right? You're not, yeah. you know, a full-time runner, even though you have a more than full-time running schedule <laughs> with, right. your, with your goal, right? But yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's great awareness though, and and something that is just always available to us to play around with. I think yeah. that's. I think you have to find what works best for you and your life, and makes it mm. enjoyable. And right, makes that's it, ultimately what it's all right. about. You don't want to dread it, right? It's, it's, and you don't want to do it just to check a box either, right? Which I right, and that's just one of my biggest soapbox things because that was me for so long, and I yeah, I know that. It's a lot of people, right? Well, I think we've hit a lot of our talking points, but tell me a little bit little bit about what attracted you to the podcast and what are some things you like about the podcast that other runners might enjoy as well? You know, I'm not even sure how I stumbled along upon it. I, I think to some extent I stumbled, I was doing a lot of research in the sense of I want to find like-minded people hmm. that... I can ask questions and, and learn from in this journey of mine, you know, people that have already done this or other newbies that are, are going along the way or whatever. And mm -hmm. so I stumbled across the Facebook group first. Mm. Yeah. Train for half marathon. So, and I can't even remember if that was actually even technically before I finished my half marathon or after, but it would give me a space that I felt like I could ask questions. I could 
share where I was at in my journey and not feel judged. Hmm. When COVID came along, I had had a, like a running group, Facebook group from of some of us local moms and stuff like that. And we use that to kind of stay connected and, and, you know, like things happen, life gets in the way. And a lot of people kind of dropped out of staying connected and, and using that accountability. And mm-hmm. I kept, I kept moving. Right. So I was trying to find a way, a, a group of people that I could connect with and almost, and almost still kind of keep me accountable to what I, my journey and what I was doing. And I could speak about like my worries and, and all of that. And somebody would understand what I was saying. Right. And then in the process of being in that Facebook group is how I came across the podcast. And I love the podcast because Thank you. they talk about different topics that sometimes you talk about topics that I'm already researching myself, or <laughs> you bring up a topic and I'm like, oh, I haven't thought about that one yet. Or, and I had actually read Chi Running before I ever was connected with your group. And I'm like, Oh, I love, I love this thought process. I love the mentality that's Mm -hmm. going into this because I want to be, I knew once I dove in, I love running and I love what it helps me do. It makes me feel so much better. I love being out in nature and hearing the birds while I'm running and doing all that, but I want to be able to do it without getting hurt. And I know that being a brand new runner in my and starting out in my forties, mm. I was sort of set up to to be hurt if I didn't do this right. right. So I read Chi Running, and then I I found the group, and I'm like, oh, you know, it's other people that are Chi Runner, you know, understand Chi Running. <laughs> so there are days. I mean, I like some of the podcasts. Honestly, I have a couple that I kind of go back to about with form, because if I'm having, if I'm really tired, and I know that I'm going to st- sort of struggle a little bit to kind of keep in check. Sometimes I'll pop you in my ear. <laughs> You're my little like, okay, she's telling me I better watch my ankle lift and I better, you know, keep my core strong and pull from my crown. And, you know, awesome. sometimes, you know, sometimes I'm like, you know, sometimes I need noise that's not nature to kind of keep, because sometimes my thoughts will go crazy. If I don't, sometimes mm-hmm. I need the run to just let my thoughts go crazy. So every, I kind of just check in, okay, where I'm at today. You know what, today I feel like just jamming and listening to music and going. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I do nothing. This weekend I did nothing. I took no, I had no music. I had no noise. I just wanted to listen to the birds and enjoy the sunshine. But I love the podcast because it reinforces some of the things that I already have read or researched or new, it brings up new things that maybe I've never thought, you know, you talk about ankle lift. I'm still trying to figure out the ankle lift. <laughs> like, what she, I'm trying to feel it. I'm trying to feel it. And you know, if I'm on the treadmill, I'm like, I don't feel ankle lift on the treadmill. Oh yeah. Yeah. You've really so, got to connect your, your mind to your yeah. body that way. Right. You do. That's you do. And, and I think that trail running has really helped me get really connected to. Yeah, you have to be alert, you right? You have to be very alert of an proprioception of your feet mm. touching. If you touch a rock wrong or you touch a root wrong, you're going to roll your ankle. So you have to be very aware of every touch. Mm. And mm. as you get better at it and get more practice, then your 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 sensory to it builds so that you're able to respond quicker, easier, safer. But if you're not in tune with what's going on with your body, you don't 
feel that and you don't, you don't, you don't sense when your foot's off balance because it's on a rock and you just keep going and then your foot goes. And then right. you if your mind angle. is not tuned in, you yes. have to stay connected to your body. Right. I, I wholly agree. And I personally think, but I mean, it's, it's a very personal choice, whether to run with entertainment or whatever people want to call it. But that's one of the things I, I never listen to anything either so that I can stay tuned in and and it's it sounds like you do this also but for me and that wasn't something I really was aware of bef- until I started you know looking into chi running that it's not a set it and forget it it's not like you know uh-huh. you put your your car in automatic <laughs> you can just kind of cruise down the highway when we go running it's really a continual check-in with the body like you're describing always so what's my posture like now what am I what's my arm swing what's my ankle lift what I mean how am I going about this continually whether it's a 30 minute run or if it's a two-hour run or you know in your case when it's a 50 mile or a 100 mile even I mean you don't have to do that right to right that's actually what I find makes it so much better because you're staying tuned in at a whole different yeah, level. And that's how you progress, right? I mean, I it drives me crazy when people want to progress their speed, but then if they're not tuned into their run, but I mean, somewhere you're probably gonna, you know, it's an injury waiting to happen if you're so checked out and only worried about how fast you can get down the road, right? Right. Um, yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, who doesn't want to go faster, but I mean, at what cost? And the thing of it is, is that I found that the more, you know, uh, the 80, 20 of running of, you know, 80% of your miles should be just super easy, like running. When I follow 80, 20, I'm recovering properly. I'm running with good form and my, my speed in the last year and a half, just sort of keeping that, you know, I kind of do all a little of everything. So I, you know, I, I follow chi running, making sure, okay, okay. My knee is achy. So like stop and like, what, what's going on with my form? Sometimes I'll even just stop, literally just stop. Okay. Okay. Let's start over and I'll start walking and then I'll start running. I'm like, okay, I think I was doing something different. I even told my husband, I've got something going on with my shoes are wearing differently. So now my gait is my gait's different than what it was. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure out things, but you know, I'm being mindful. Um, I really definitely think 80, 20 is important because you really should not be blasting out all these miles. Mm-hmm. Your miles should be easy. You should be able to talk, sing songs or whatever, do whatever. You should be able to do that while you're running. You should not be blasting out these hard miles all the time mm-hmm. because that's not, it's, it's really going against what you're trying to strive and following all of that and keeping in an eye on my heart rate. I watch my heart rate. If it's high, I know I'm not recovering as well as much as what I should be. So like this week, my, I tried to do a little run and I'm like, oh, my heart rate's not where I want it to be. So I'm going to, I'm just going to walk today and that's okay. Nice. But by, by doing that, I have actually dropped my 5k time, not with any intention to, I've dropped my 5k time by, I think six minutes over the past year. Pretty impressive. Just six by, minutes. just by running easy and taking care of myself and recovering properly mm-hmm. and being very mindful of form so that I'm not injured. Mm-hmm. 
the the speed and the grace and the the ease of things comes i think with practice it was just practice like right. just keep doing it right yeah it, yeah it really is a, right yeah exactly that you want to return to it so make sure you enjoy it right not just have a box you're checking off um and then like you said it really is about time it just it takes time right it just it takes time. time it just takes time yeah and that's that's what's great right because then we'll be in it We'll just keep running. Run, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm not going it. any further than 100. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty impressive. I'm not sure I'll get it. I'll get to 100. Any? Uh, what would you like to see on the show? I'm curious. Any? Anything you'd like to see that has not been brought, or any topics? Oh gosh, I don't know. No, I don't. I, I, I don't know. I'd have to think about that one. I mean, I listened to <laughs> that all was not part of the talking. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, as far as anything that I, I don't know that I necessarily think anything is missing. I'm always, I'm always fascinated by how people are fitting in, you know, I, I don't know how these pro athletes do it, but then, you know, that's their job. And so, sure. uh, you know, but yeah, I'm fitting in 50 miles a week and, and still, doing fine so I guess I'm fitting it in somehow but I, I am always intrigued at you know how people are incorporating it into their their lives and really? you know doing these training plans and and fitting it in and but yeah I think right now for me my focus really is recovering properly I don't know that maybe you haven't really talked maybe about that quite so much and what that really looks like. You know, we talk about, you know, okay, on our day, you know, having rest days and having, you know, incorporating yoga and mobility and stretching and stuff for, you know, but what does recovery really look like? Is that, that. you know, is that sometimes recovery for me is, is extra sleep. Sometimes Mm -hmm. recovery is, you know, enjoying a different, a meal that I wouldn't normally, that would be, you know, kind of upset my stomach on a run, you know, or whatever. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm just going to enjoy it. And mm. tomorrow will be a walk day. And I won't, you know, and, and that's where I was this week. I really found that I, I don't know how to recover. Well, I knew this was going to have to be a recovery week, but I've sort of learned what that meant this, this week, because I've never really done a true recovery week in the middle of trying to train. But I knew that that 16 miler all uphill this past weekend was likely going to really kind of burn out my legs. And I, I, I didn't know what that looked like because the last time I felt my legs like that, it was after 50 miles and I knew I didn't have any more running. I had to do. Right, right, right. Did you take some time off after your 50 miler? I took off couple weeks. Well, I mean, I, I didn't do anything. I mean, I don't want to say I didn't do anything. I didn't, I didn't start this training and focusing on trying to get mileage base and stuff for a good couple months. So but what I mean, for, did you actually take time off running? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's three miles count. <laughs> Yes. I mean, for, for me, for me, a three mile jog was taking time off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So like, I, feel I, like, I oh, do see an episode of I, recovery coming up and I'm I like, just attack you right. in it. <laughs> right. I, I mean, but it, that's just it. I didn't know how to recover. I just was like, okay, I'll just do whatever my body feels like. Yeah. And so I was used to running. So I'm like, well, what's it feel like to run an easy three miles right now? Right. Oh, that doesn't feel too bad, but I never, but I, I will say that I knew better than to push any speed. I didn't push any distance. I did sort of tune in and listen to that. You know, I knew that from research and I knew that there was no way my body was going to be ready for that. But yeah, like I, I don't, if you don't know how to recover and what to look for, you can't recover well. And then, you know, it's no wonder we have runners that, you know, go and do these big goals and then can't figure out why next month they can't meet that goal again. Well, because if you didn't recover sure. or allow your body the proper recovery time, and they say mm-hmm. after, you know, 50 miles, it could be a couple months. Mm-hmm. And it was probably a couple months before I felt like my legs were my, my own mm-hmm. of being able to do six miles, like what it felt like what I was used to. So I had to be really mindful of that and paying attention because it would have been easy to go be like, Oh, you know what? I want to go for a 10 mile run today and take off. And if I wasn't paying attention to what was going on, I could have easily pulled muscles, hurt things. Yeah. You end up with. Yeah. I really think maybe one of the (laughs) the key things that has served you so well and especially considering what a novice runner you are but in the amount of mileage that you're putting on your legs is that you're so tuned in I, right? I'd have to be yeah I, I feel like I, I don't know how I could have accomplished this safely without it right and I, I would I will say and I'm so glad to hear that you said you run you've read chi running and for anybody out there listening and if you've yeah. not heard me say it before really pick up your own copy of Chi Running by Danny Dreyer. One of the best things that it teaches you is how to relax. I mean, it sounds crazy. And you're like, well, wait a second. I'm out here running. How do I relax? Really? You learn through this book, how to relax your legs when you run. And it sounds so counterintuitive, but that's the whole concept of the book that you actually utilize the, the external force is like gravity that is always acting upon us. And then the force of the oncoming road. And so, you know, you're not utilizing muscles in the same sense or your ligaments and tendons. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah. Good for you. That's yes. I, I thought it was so, I, I'm so glad that I actually, I, how did I come up? I I borrowed it from the library. (laughs) True. actually is how I yeah. came across it. I was like, yeah. you know, what? I need some books on running, making sure I'm really tapping into this. I took a little like running form class like a while ago and, and they talked about some of that, but I'm like, you know, I need to really focus on running form. And actually my husband today even said he tried to hop on the treadmill and there's something going on with his form that when he tries to run, it's actually stopping the belt. So he's like hitting, I think I'm like, Oh, I think you're landing. Like your landing is off. Sounds and, like he's heel um, striking possibly. Yeah. So like I'm gonna, break, go, break, go. When you do yeah, that, right? so I'm gonna work with yeah. him a little bit. To, yeah. And he was a runner. He's he, he was a high school runner, state runner, yeah. and then stopped running. And now right. he'll, again, he'll dabble in it, but I think it, it hurts him. It's physically uncomfortable for him because he, his form is not where it needs to be. So I definitely suggest that right now I'm reading born to run. 
that's great book also and i mean really the the key books that talk about something like that are all kind of talking about the same concept right and and i know that what's his name chris mcdougall i listened to one of the recent podcast episodes that was out there with their new book it's also saying really if you look at i think it was the data umaras that he was quoting but if you looked at the ones that run so far if you look at their average speed it's really not you know it's not pace that they're worried about right mm-hmm. and so one of the first things that if you haven't read the book born to run that he also talks about in it is that his i mean the whole saying starts off with him seeing a sports doctor or something because he's hurting so badly right he can't run and the guy looks at him and says well you were not built to run so find a different sport basically and he's like it's just this dogged pursuit of no there's got to be an answer there's got to be an answer and he gets hooked up with with a runner in in mexico that an american that had moved down there and was running the copper canyons right but learned not from him but learned good running form from a from another coach right Right. Who happens to live out here in Wyoming, close to me, like four hours oh. away only. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyways, I'm I'm so glad that you're an advocate yeah. of chi running, also because okay. we just kind of think it's about you know putting one foot in front of the other, and then we'll just keep moving. And and I think if you want to move beyond the three miles, you probably want to start looking into good running. Form. Oh yeah, it's and it definitely having that form focus really helped me on those long runs, because when you're doing those long runs and you're in your form, you're getting tired. You know, I'd be like, Oh, my shoulder's hurting. Why is my shoulder hurting? I'm like, well, because I'm, my shoulders are in my ears and I'm not relaxing or my neck hurts. And why is my neck hurt? Well, because I'm not pulling through my crown and my chin's up in the air. And and I I literally could like, what is aching? Oh, that's why I I literally could like almost self-diagnose. What was, what was I doing? That is the key. That, that threw that my knee doesn't just hurt because I'm running. My knee hurts because I threw my gate off somehow. Yes. That is, that is a promise of learning good running form. You are able to self-diagnose and it's just such a run. I have been almost brought to tears out on runs when I used to feel like, oh no, I'm achy. I wonder if I'm going to have to lay off running for a week or two. And now, well, why am I achy? Like you're said, something is off. I'm throwing something off. Just. Da, 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 go through the whole right. kinetic chain and kind of fix it and then set yourself back up for for being able to run mm-hmm. I mean I'm so glad you're bringing that up and so yeah 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 if I have knee pain it's not because my knees are bad it's not because no. my money. it's because yeah. I'm not focusing on my my but, foot plant yeah. foot or yeah, I've dropped exactly. my shoulder or yes. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly or we're not falling enough or something yeah. it's it's a form we're using. I love that you're saying that. Well, yeah. that brings us to the end of this yeah. conversation. This was awesome, Emily. I so appreciate it. And I can't wait to share it with everybody because your running journey is quite spectacular. Thanks. <laughs> it it's really been, is. It's been and fun. I, I mean, and I'm sure if sometimes you kind of forget yourself because that's just your life. Yeah. But I mean, it is quite right. spectacular. I, I think... So kudos to you for that. Yeah. Awesome. So I am going to tell everybody goodbye here and can't wait to share the episode with you. So any last word of wisdom for the listeners? No, no, not really. <laughs> we covered I think, it all. I, I think 
what I what I've learned is is that we really do have to we do have to allow ourselves that recovery. It's easy to get caught up in training plans and get caught up in those big goals, but without truly allowing that recovery, I I really I feel that difference this week mm. by coming off of Good. you know the the miles. I allow, I allowed myself to recover this week instead of saying, no, I've got to go. I've got to get my miles. I've got to do this. I would wake up in the morning and go, okay, how do I feel today? Nice. What, what do I, what do I think sounds good? Okay. Well, I mean, I did walks. I did run walks. I did jogs today. I walked because I, I ran 10 miles. It felt really good. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> you know, I'm still recovering. I'm still trying to recover. And I think that we have to give ourselves the grace and that patience of our, our bodies need that recovery to really excel further. And if yep. we don't recover we're we're just, we're really not going to this be able to downward. enjoy it. Yeah. Downward spiral. So yeah. that's a great note to end on. So yeah. people don't forget to recover. All right, runner friend, if you enjoy listening to this podcast and you're ready to feel happier, more confident, and empowered on your runs, I invite you to sign up for a free consultation with me to learn about how my coaching can help you achieve the type of runs you desire. You'll take the concepts and tools I share in the podcast and apply them to your own life. As your coach, I'll be there to support you along the way. There'll be a link in the show notes to sign up for a call with me. So if running is our practice ground and we can turn every experience into fuel, then we can transfer it to the rest of our life and positively impact our whole world. Just one run at a time.